0: From the Office of the City Auditor in Austin, Texas, this is Audit ATX, a podcast about the audits and investigations our office does to make Austin better for all residents. We're your
1: hosts, Maria and Kelsey. So today we're talking with Tapi Eleto-Odibo about an investigative report on an employee of the Austin Code Department who abused his city position as a hiring manager. And we talked in an earlier episode about the types of cases our office investigates, cases of fraud, waste, or abuse. Like the case from episode one, where a library employee stole over a million dollars of printer toner, that was primarily a fraud and waste case. The investigation that we're talking about today is primarily an abuse case and gives us an opportunity to look at the third type of investigations we do. Welcome to Audit ATX, Toppy. Thanks for being here.
0: Thank you for having me, Kelsey and Maria.
1: Getting us started, can you give us an overview of what happened in this case?
0: Absolutely. So we initially received an allegation that um, a finance manager in Austin Code was leveraging his position to hire the sibling of someone he was romantically interested in. And as we continue to work on that case, um we got another allegation that this individual was hiring friends and families to work with him in the finance division at Austin Code. What did you find in this particular case? So we found that um, the hiring manager and who was also the financial manager of Austin Code basically used his position to try to hire the sibling of um, a romantic interest. Now, ultimately, this whole hiring process was um, basically terminated because he fell out with the romantic interest. So it never really went through, but it did go through the life cycle of the hiring process. Um, There was uh, an interview, there was the processing of his background check and it got to a point where he was, the the sibling was ready to work for the city of Austin. And then after um, this individual fell out with the romantic interest, um, he he terminated the um, the hiring process. And so this individual who ultimately had moved to Austin to start this new job um, found himself without a job and had to return back to the city where he came from. Additionally, other things that we found as we investigated this was that um, he had hired several of his roommates to work with him uh, through, through a period of a year. And in some of these individuals didn't have background checks, they did not get interviewed. They just basically showed up one day. And so those things were very concerning to us. And, and that's why we explored the, um, the city code provisions of abusive position um, to see whether what he did was a violation of that.
1: And so in episode one about the library, we've talked about fraud and waste. And and to me anyway, those ideas are a little clearer in my mind. But but this case is about abuse of position. What does abuse of position mean in the general sense?
0: You can think of it as, you know, an individual who, by virtue of their position, um, by virtue of being employed in a specific um Position, they have certain authority, they have certain discretions, they might have access to um, funds and so on. And it's how they use that that determines whether they're abusing their position, whether they use it fairly or whether they use it unfairly. And so in this situation, we're, we're thinking about abuse in the sense of misusing it for not just your own personal benefit, but maybe misusing it for the benefit of others. Um, and something that we also see in city code is that it talks about harm to other people. So you can misuse your position to negatively affect someone else.
1: And can you give us some more detail about how abuse of position showed up in this particular code investigation?
0: Yes. Yeah, so with this particular individual, um, we're talking about someone who was at the head of his division, he was a division manager. Um, it also meant that he was the hiring manager, which means that he was the one who had final say on um, who gets hired and what pay rate they get, you know, whether they have an interview. Um, And so there was a lot of discretion there. And so when we looked at abuse, we felt that the criteria really fit the type of uh, behavior that we were observing as we conducted the interview. And getting back to the details of the case and kind of why this matters, why is a situation like this so harmful for both city employees and for the Austin public in general? That's a good question. Um, I think looking at it internally within Austin Code, you know, we want to hire um qualified people. We want to hire people who are competent. And the way we have our hiring process is to ensure that. And so when we have someone who leverages their position to circumvent that, we we put the city in danger of hiring people that may not be competent enough to be in that position. It also impacts morale in the office. I mean, can you imagine showing up on day one, you've been hired, you feel good about it, and that there are people in the office who see you as just getting in because you know the boss, like that could really create a lot of issues within um, the department. But also we're looking at someone who's a financial manager, you know, he, he's safeguarding or has been tasked with safeguarding the assets of the city, which is not just those vacant positions. Um, that's money. Um, and it's also just like the pay and all of those things that he is required to, um, Basically, safeguard as a as a city employee, and so all of those were violated. So that's internally how it impacts the city, but externally, the way the taxpayers look at our process, we need to ensure that they know that it's fair, that it's objective, um, and that you know you don't have to know someone or have an end to get in. And I think that comes down to trust. They need to be able to trust the process. And so that could really impact our reputation with taxpayers and with the people who look to the city for all sorts of things, not just for their employment, but, you know, just for, for the work and the services that we provide.
1: Yeah, you bring up trust, Toppy, and I think that's such an important piece um, here in this situation. And it's unfortunate that this person abused their position uh, and, and broke that trust. What protections should be in place to to prevent hiring managers in the future from from doing something like this, both at Code and across the city?
0: I think it really comes down to a couple of things. Having policies and procedures in place that really lays out what the process is, is important. When it came down to hiring temps and interns, I think there was just a lot of discretion there. Um, You could have a different hiring manager go through the process in a completely different way than this individual did, and and it could differ with another hiring manager. And so I think just really laying down what the rules are is very important. Training the individual um, who is responsible for hiring is also an important part of this process that I think... Uh, should have been done, you know, we asked him several questions about the hiring process, and he didn't seem to give us really good answers. It almost seemed like he was just winging the hiring process for temps and for interns. And so I think that was problematic. But ultimately, I think in terms of future protections, having the supervisor really approve new purchase, not new purchases, but you know, new employees, um, new hires, Uh, We just didn't see that happening. A lot of discretion and a lot of authority was delegated to him by his supervisor, which really allowed him the freedom to kind of make decisions on who to hire, you know, how they would be hired, what rates they were going to get paid. And so I think that for the future protection of the hiring process, policies and procedures, training, and also just a approval process that's rigorous um, could really prevent this from happening again.
1: Thanks so much for the work you did on this investigation, Toppy, and for taking the time to come on this podcast and talk with us about it.
0: Yeah, no problem. Thank you.
1: Thanks again to Toppy for coming on to this podcast and talking to us about this important case. Toppy and the other investigators in our office hear about many issues uh, like this through the fraud hotline. So if you suspect fraud, waste, or abuse at the city, you can report it anonymously on our website or anonymously by calling 512-974-2798, and you can be a part of helping us keep the city ethical. Thanks for listening to this episode of Audit ATX. This report is available on our website at austintexas.gov
0: slash department slash auditor.
1: Follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Austin Auditor, and subscribe on Spotify or Apple Podcasts. Until next time. Bye-bye.